the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Apple Podcasts, and TalkLawRadio.com. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case— And because laws are ever-changing, material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you learn today should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in lawsuits regarding guardianships, probate, injury, death, and real estate, breach of contract. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to talk about the law on the radio. Please forgive us our sins, our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please help Keith Stoddard, George Taylor, and me give good information about contractors helping kids and tax-exempt charities today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, our own good, and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today we're talking about nonprofits, charities, tax-exempt charities, and specifically Contractors Helping Kids, uh, which was uh, created by Keith Stoddard. And uh, also with us is George Taylor, the marketing director. You might remember George Taylor from our episode about NASCAR, which was uh, November 2nd, 2019. It's a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was. Welcome to the show, Keith. Thank you for having us. Welcome to the show, George, again. Happy to be here. (laughs) Great. So before we get started talking about everything, uh, Keith, can you tell us a little bit about you, your background, where did you come from? Sure. So born and raised right here in San Antonio in 1975, Um, grew up here uh, in the Cibolo, New Braunfels area. Uh, graduated from high school in 93 from Madison. From that point, I went on to, to college, ended up finishing up at ni- in 1999 from UTSA with a bachelor's degree. And being the son of a general contractor, uh, uh, my whole life I was around construction, um, working with my dad, seeing the things that my dad's done. And from the time I could put a shovel in my hand and drive at 16, he had me working on job sites. And so that's pretty much all I've known my whole life is contracting. 
And uh, after college, I went straight into to working for him full time. During the summers between high school and college, I would work for him, you know, uh, the summertime off, Christmas holidays, any time that I could to get experience and knowledge. And then once I graduated from, from college, I started working for him full time in the office and um, pretty much got me where I'm at today. That's awesome. A family business. I'm a third generation owner operator. That's correct. Oh, okay. So yeah. your grandfather. My dad and grandfather started our company in 72 okay. in San Antonio here. Wow. That's correct. That's, That's right. awesome. There's not many family businesses like that. No, it'll be 50 years next year we'll be celebrating. Wow. Proud, proud to say. Any other family members working with you? No, I have one older sister, but uh, she was smarter than I am, so she, <laughs> she took a different path. Okay. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. But she lives here in San Antonio as well. And uh, if you're comfortable, share something about your family and what you do for fun. Pretty much anything outdoors. Um, i got two great little kids, uh, Kendall that's nine, my little daughter, and my son Kiefer that's ten. And um, anything that we can do outside, hunting, fishing, snow skiing, hanging out at the lake or the river or just out at the pool, um, and just hanging out with family is what's most important. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And so with you is George Taylor. He's the marketing director for the charity. George, tell us something about your background. Um, I'm, I'm not native to Texas, but uh, trying to, uh, I, I got adopted several years <laughs> back. I fell in love with Texas. But uh, I was actually born in uh, Central America, Honduras. And my dad bought us here uh, just mm-hmm. as I was turning two to the United States, and that's how I got my citizenship. So I uh, uh, lived in most of my life in uh, Brooklyn, New York. So okay. That if, if anybody might be able to pick up some of my accent, <laughs> every now and then I stay toity toyed and toyed. Right. You know, that kinda, <laughs> but uh, I got rid of it, most of it. Uh, <clears throat> not that I'm not proud of, of it, but uh, um, I, yeah, it's, not, it, it's not anything You're that really. You're Texan now. Yeah, that's it. You know, so... Uh, the military actually brought me here, you know, so um, uh, I started with the military, got to Texas, and uh, a few years later, I got out and uh, took a job, and I know that we talked about my NASCAR experience. Right. I went back to North Carolina, and uh, I did that for about six years, and then uh, 9-11 happened. I ended back in the military, uh, so I signed back in, and um, this time I decided to stay and make it a full career, and I retired right here in good old Texas. I'm married now. I got two kids, um, Madison and Jordan. One is a college girl, and I don't get to see her. So, yes, Keith, enjoy your little <laughs> ones as much as you can. Right. The other one is 14, and she thinks she's 32. But uh, but they're good kids. They're, they're they smart are. and beautiful. You know, they, they don't have their daddy's looks. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> That's so, good and bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, it's good and bad. But uh, my mm. older one hunts. But my little one does not. She is uh, very pacifist towards animals. So, oh, right. Yeah, so she just won't, she won't mm-hmm. hunt. But uh, I'm, not that I'm a big hunter anyway, you know, but uh, I, I do enjoy it. But, um, and well, uh, it's the season. Yes, you know, yes. And uh, beautiful weather, by the way, here in Texas, right? But th- I don't know if you wanted me to, uh, my affiliation yeah, with Yeah, so, somehow you found your way to contractors helping kids. Yes, yes. Uh, um, what happened, uh, I've known Keith for years. Uh, it's been 20 years yeah, or so. About 20 mm-hmm. years. We've been good friends. When I was going through some really tough times, he, he, was, always, uh, he was always watching my six, you know. Oh, and, good. And uh, took care of me. Uh, he doesn't take much credit for it, but, he, you know, he did a lot of good things, uh, it's today's not the watch out for the compliments yeah yeah i I, i'm not even gonna because he doesn't he doesn't care to anybody to boast about him right um very very um generous he was to me and he uh helped me out with some things especially after my last uh deployment um and uh anyway we've been friends and I, i was working for the va and i was doing okay you know but um it just wasn't fulfilling what I wanted to do. I wanted to help the actual vets, and mm-hmm. I thought that's what I was going to be doing. Yeah. But it didn't seem like I was engaging the the vet much, and so I I I you know told Keith that I wasn't you know uh, I expressed that to him, 
never thinking when he's, you know, I, I was just kidding when I said, hey, you think I can come work for you, you know, get your coffee and yeah. whatever. <laughs> and that's when he came up and he says, hey, uh, there might be something that you could do. And that's where he presented this. And I was going, wow. And I thought uh, it'd be a great fit because, uh, again, not only have we been great friends for so long, but in addition to helping support children, another one of my passions has always been supporting the military. Yes, um, I've always you. believed in, in the veterans. So, again, George, thank you for what you do. And for all the military folks out there, you guys, y'all don't get enough recognition. You're underappreciated, and God bless you for what you do. You defend our country. You risk your lives for our freedom. So thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. Uh, with that being said, I just thought, you know, with my passion being for children and military, he'd be a great fit for right. helping be the face of this organization. Mm-hmm. Plus, everybody loves George. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> Everybody that's met him, they just love him to death. So it's worked out. It's been a, it's been a great partnership so far, and we look forward to continuing to grow this organization and uh, continuing to help the, the local communities and children and and try to get our name out there to um, for a couple things. One, just so people know who we are, uh, so that we can engage them with our fundraisers, donations, sponsorships, volunteers, and then also let families know that we're here. We're here for help. We're here for assistance. Um, obviously, we're a small organization at this point. We're, we're relatively new. We have limited resources, but we're trying to optimize everything that we have and, and give as much as we can to as many people as we can. Okay. Well, we'll get into talking about the organization itself right sure. after we take a break. Um, contractors helping kids building better futures. So we're on... KLUP Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquart, and we're talking about also the law of tax-exempt charities, so we'll talk a little bit about the uh, IRS requirements if you want to start your own nonprofit or charity, and then there are some um, tax deductions um, that I'll talk about a little later, too, that, that might help you guys out and might help the public know that there are ways to reduce your tax liability legally and ethically, of course. So again, I'm Todd Marquardt. If you would like to ask a question, you can leave a comment on Facebook, or you can always email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S as in Sam, T as in Timothy, at talklawradio.com. Send us a like, follow us on Facebook, uh, look for me on Apple Podcasts. Uh, We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Visiting your older or disabled relatives during the holidays can be enjoyable, and it can be a wake-up call. Have you noticed piles of unopened mail, expired food in the refrigerator, or barren pantries and cabinets? Have you noticed accumulated junk around the home? Have you noticed forgetfulness? These can be signs that your loved one is slipping and needs your help. Ask your loved one if he or she has a power of attorney or a trust. Call today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. 210-530-4278. Marquardt Law Firm. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. We're here to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. You can also listen to past recorded episodes on Apple Podcasts or you can stream from TalkLawRadio.com. You can learn more about our sponsor, Marquardt Law Firm, by going to www.MarquardtLawFirm.com. And you can learn more about our guests today, Keith Stoddard and George Taylor, with Contractors Helping Kids by calling 830-885-KIDS, that's 5437, or you can go to www.chkidstx.com, or you can email them at info at KIDSTX.com. Today, our show is about the law of tax exempt nonprofit charities and contractors helping kids, uh, which was started by Keith Stoddard. Uh, George Taylor's here as the marketing director, 
And so let's find out more about them and Contractors Helping Kids. Tell us about your mission for the organization. Well, our mission is to, uh, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional well-being for children, is to reach out to families and children and assist in any way that we can. Specifically, our concentration is on education and wellness. And on the education side, what we're doing is we're helping with simple things like school supplies, clothes, lunches, shoes, uh, things of that nature. And we're actually working on a, a small scholarship program for uh, for children, or I say children, teenagers that are interested in going to a trade school. You know, maybe college isn't quite their thing, but mm-hmm. they just want to go to a trade school, maybe become a plumber, electrician, something of that nature. And so we'll be putting together a scholarship program to assist with, uh, you know, their semester costs, whether it's tools, books, or, you know, whatever their needs may be. Right. On the you, wellness, I'm sorry. You know, I've uh, heard that there's a shortage of... Uh, contractors, subcontractors like electricians and plumbers. Skilled labor. Right. Yeah, we're dealing with that quite a bit nowadays. Not us so much because we're more in a, in a management role, but the subcontractors that we deal with that have a lot of more of your, your field workers or your mm-hmm. blue-collared workers, uh, there's just there's an extreme shortage nowadays, and uh, it's tough. We're hoping it'll come back around the beginning of the year, but for now it's um, definitely a different time that we're living in. With respect to the, the wellness side, um, again, whether it's physical, emotional, or mental, we're helping families with medical equipment. We all know that medical equipment can be very expensive. And right. even if you have insurance, oftentimes it's still a battle <laughs> to get them to cover what they should or what they need to. So what we're doing is we're assisting by either covering the difference uh, with what insurance pays or uh, just buying equipment mm-hmm. uh, for the child, whether it's a wheelchair, walker, gate trainers, um, any type of medical equipment we're assisting with. Okay. In fact, we even have some partnerships with some manufacturers that are willing to sell to us directly um, at cost just to assist with what we're doing because okay. they believe in what we're doing. Great. In addition to that, we have a partner that has uh, uh, some information and, and uh, I guess he's more of a specialist in prosthetics. So okay. in the event that a child is an amputee, Uh, For whatever reason, we have sources to provide prosthetics, so that's another thing that we're looking at doing. And um, any other type of mental assistance, uh, there are several different families we've spoken with that the kids were brought up in, unfortunately, bad homes, Mm -hmm. and so we're assisting with uh, support there as well. Now, in addition to those two items, being a general contractor, we're offering our services for families For example, if a child's in a wheelchair and they need a wheelchair ramp at their house, we're going to go out and we're going to put a wheelchair ramp in there for them. Okay. Um, Other things are like the doors might be too narrow for a wheelchair Uh to get through. So we'll go out and we'll widen that door opening and put a wider door in there for that child to get into the house or his room or the the bathroom. Uh Um, Grab bars in the restroom if they need things of that nature. So it's not just monetary support, but also our services, if we can provide services to assist as well. How did you get the idea to start this? Well, probably about 20 years ago, um, I really got into philanthropy. Um, And it started with just a couple small donations here and there. Uh, We would donate to organizations like St. Jude's, Toys for Tots. Mm -hmm. And the more I got involved and the more I saw what families had to deal with, it just really got to my heart. And the more that I saw, the more it just made me want to get involved even more because I grew up in a very fortunate lifestyle. Uh, and I know that. And I recognize that. And the more that I dealt with families that didn't, I felt like I can give back. Mm-hmm. I have the ability to. And so, therefore, I should. But, but it wasn't an obligation for me. It was a desire. I enjoyed it. And the yeah. more I started doing it, I, I just wanted to do more and more. Well, George, tell us uh, from your perspective, um, how, how does it work with Keith and, and the organization? What do you see his passion? Oh, well, I, I'm, uh, once upon a time, Keith uh, kind of didn't want to be the front face of, of contractors helping kids. Mm-hmm. And um, we were at a restaurant. We went to – he says, hey, come with me. I'm going to go uh, talk to these uh, wife and husband they want us to get involved with something. So I went with them, you know, I said, oh, great. This early days, you know, just a few months ago, I was getting exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So I sat in this restaurant, and I watched him just talk, you know, and um, 
<laughs> he had spoken to me before, but he still captivated me with what he had to say, mm-hmm. only because I could actually feel his passion. Wow. And so after that, you know, I mean, I just sat there like, like a kid, just with my mouth open, <laughs> you know, like he was telling me a story yeah. that I've already heard, but it's just the way he presented it. And that's when, after we were done, uh, we headed back to his truck. We were driving back, and I said, hey, man, if you don't mind me saying, I think you're wrong. And he looked at me, what do you mean? I was like, I think you're wrong. I think that you ought to be the front face of this program because I love it, yes, mm-hmm. but you have like a dad's kind of right. pride for it and it's such an incredible um, passion and love and that I can never express that, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I kind of said, you know, I think that you should be at as many of these meetings and presenting contracts helping kids and just bring the whole gang with you, you know, because he's, yeah. he's not a front guy. He's not, right. I know he, he may appear that way right now, but he's not somebody that likes to be in the spotlight. Yeah. He doesn't. And so, you know, but we have some great friends that are part of the uh, board of directors and all that. Well, before we get there, let mm-hmm. me ask, what would you say makes your charity unique, you know, rather than just giving to other charities that do help kids? Well, and so that's one of the things that, that really made me start thinking about starting my own organization is when I was just donating money, it was very impersonal. It was mm-hmm. just a check or something here and there. And, again, the more I got involved, the more I wanted to do more. And being a contractor at one point in time, uh, I think we were at a party or something, to be honest with you. I think I had a, a few drinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the concept, contractors helping children, contractors helping kids, kind of came about. But it never really went anywhere. It was just kind of a thought, you know, in the moment. And then that happened again, and it just kind of started to stick in the back of my mind. And so eventually I thought – you know, I need to make this a reality. So my New Year's resolution to myself in January of 2020 was that I was going to quit making this a thought and a topic of conversation, make it a reality. So that's when I started with uh, dealing with different types of graphics, trying to work on our logo. And it just kind of went from there. But what I wanted most was I wanted that personal connection with the families, not just money to an organization, but meeting the family, meeting the children and seeing the differences that we're making and watching them from the time we meet them to later, mm-hmm. seeing that what we've done for them. That's what makes it even better. I mean, the, the gratification that you get from helping a child exceeds any monetary compensation you could ever imagine. And it's like a drug. I mean, the more that I do and the more I affect people's lives, I just want to do it more and more. Mm-hmm. And I've had people say, you know, Keith, you're really helping. You're really making changes you're changing people's lives and i just tell them it's like no they're (laughs) they're changing my life they really are i'm just seeing things in a different light Mm -hmm. and having the two young children that i have they're healthy and have no issues it just makes me that much greater and it just makes me want to help even more yeah that's awesome okay so george who should they contact if they want to donate directly oh well you know they could go on our website first of all yeah and we do have a um, – you can directly, you know, uh, donate through our website. So that's the easiest and quickest way right. to do it. Or they can even call me, and I can help them, you know, talk through. And I think you give them, an, give them our number, the 830-885-5437. Right. Good. And uh, they could call me, and they can talk to me uh, – you know, famous George Taylor. <laughs> so, <laughs> and our website's pretty user friendly. Yeah. It's uh, easy to guide through. If anybody wants to donate, sponsor, volunteer, um, like I said, it's all pretty self-explanatory once you get on our website. Okay. So, what are some other <clears throat> projects that you've done? As far some, as some events that you've put together for uh, raising money for kids, what what are some success stories you have? So, this being our first year again since. Um, you know, we really started the beginning of January of 2020. Of course, COVID hit and it just shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So this really is our first year of, of getting out and, and raising money. And our first event was in April of this year. It was a CHK golf tournament. It was our first golf tournament that we had. Huge success. I think we had between 135 and 140 golfers at Landa Park in New Braunfels. Tremendous outcome. Um, we had, a, uh, I think, over 40 volunteers come out and help us. It was just it was phenomenal. 
the day it started, it was it was foggy and rainy. We thought it was going to get canceled. We woke mm-hmm. up about four thirty, <laughs> five o'clock in the morning to start getting everything right. set up. We thought, oh boy, this isn't good. But we got out there, and uh, sure enough, we had I think four people not show up, which was amazing. Yeah. I would like to think it was because of the great event and the organization, but I also think it had a lot to do with COVID. And so many people were they had cabin right. fever; they just wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, rain yeah. or rain or shine didn't matter; they just wanted to get out of the house. But it was a huge success. Um, the first family that we sponsored, uh, there was a little girl that she was born uh, premature and diagnosed with cerebral palsy, mm-hmm. and she needed medical equipment. So that was the first family we brought out, we sponsored, and we wanted to show everybody what we're about, not necessarily to you know, exploit her or show her off, but we wanted people to know that we're legit, and this is what we're doing. This is where their money is mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. Again, it was a huge success. And then just in October, we had our second big event, which is a, a casino night. And uh, again, we had, I think, somewhere between 160 and 170 people show up for our first event. Another huge success. Um, We had a lot of great compliments. A lot of people wanting to be involved and uh, just continue following us, helping us with, again, sponsorships, donations, volunteering. Had a lot of of great positive feedback from everybody. And um, we're already starting to plan our next golf tournament for next year. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's going to be right around the corner. Great. Okay, we got to take another break, and then we'll keep talking about contractors helping kids. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt, and we're talking about nonprofit charities, tax exemptions, and specifically Contractors Helping Kids with Keith Stoddard and uh, Marketing Director George Taylor. Before the break, we were talking about some of the events that you've done so far. What do you have coming up? So tomorrow we actually have an event that we've, um, <clears throat> we've done a toy drive to assist another nonprofit organization that I've been involved with for about 10 years. It's called Wish for Our Heroes buddy of mine, Jeff Wells, is the founder of that organization, and they support military, specifically military vets. And again, although their name is Wish for Our Heroes, they don't grant wishes like new cars and dream vacations, but it's just the necessities of life like, you know, food, clothes, fixing a refrigerator that doesn't work, getting new tires, uh, just the basic things of life that everybody needs. Mm -hmm. So they have a large event out tomorrow uh, at Padrati's Ranch. And it's, uh, I think it starts at 7 o'clock. And we did a toy drive. And in addition to the toy drive for, for the children, you get uh, – they have a multitude of families. And we get assigned to a family. And we're doing, I think, what, five or six families mm-hmm. we're sponsoring this year. Yep. And we basically have a list of, of items that they need that we're, oh, that we're providing all of those yeah. items. And we'll show up tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> unbeknownst to the families, they think it's just some type of a military event, mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't know what's really happening. Yeah. So it's oh, going to be wow. a great event. Um, in addition to that, we've done uh, – Can, a, I, can yeah, I interrupt yeah, you on ahead. that one? Uh, that's, that's something I want everybody to know that it, uh, about this, these military families. Um, uh, there are so many military families out there. When I was in the military, so I was part of this, um, they have – it's uh, – you'd be, you'd be surprised how – the military does not pay some of these soldiers enough money, and they have several you know, mm-hmm. kids with special needs, and it, and it gets really, really difficult for the military family to move move around because not every installation or area has the facility to take care of these children. So sometimes uh, the husband or the wife will will settle on a very difficult, um, uh, you say. Uh, place to work for mm-hmm. an, a, a military installation yeah. is not very attractive to work at but guess what it has the medical facility to take care of the kids and uh, some of these uh soldiers are they're only at the lowest level of the nco corps mm-hmm. or at of officers and uh you know again um you, you don't join the military become a millionaire right so when i found out about jeff wells and what uh keith is do, helping I thought it was just fantastic, and I've been trying to tie in the military to you know to uh-huh, us. Right. So this was perfect. Yeah, the perfect fit. Yeah. Okay, you were going to mention. Yeah, so we've also been doing a, a internal toy drive just within within Stoddard, and 
I don't know how many toys we've collected. Uh, we've had a lot uh-huh. of generous people out there. I think probably over a hundred or, mm-hmm. or real close. Mm-hmm. And so our, our deadline is, uh, as of this Friday, that's, that's what we're shooting for. But yeah. of course, if we get more toys come in, we'll accept them. And then next week we'll start, uh, we'll start distributing toys. We have different families in San Antonio, New Braunfels, Bulverde, Spring Branch, just all the surrounding areas that we've reached out to, different partnerships with churches, schools. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask, how do you find out who needs toys? Yeah, so uh, it, it's easier for us just to reach out to people that hopefully already have some type of a list. Again, like right. elementary schools, churches, mm-hmm. uh, just different organizations that already have a vetting process. Angel Tree is another one. Mm-hmm. So, again, we'll be distributing somewhere in the tune of 100-plus toys in the next couple of weeks to different families across the area. Great. There's yeah. some, and just to um, – there's some folks that we're, we're involved with. Uh, we, had, we took care of uh, a little boy on the south side. And we met um, Pastor David Rodriguez. He's with the People's House Church. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to help them out. They're going to have a little block party on the 18th. Um, So that's uh, something you're helping with. You're right. We're trying to help them out with some toys and food, we hope. And then there's another one. I'm so impressed by some of the people I've been meeting. So this definitely has a positive effect on you. There's another one. It's Andrea Martinez, and they're a motorcycle club. And when you oh. meet them, they look pretty tough. <laughs> I <laughs> they mean, do. they look, but they're fantastic. And they run the Sons of Thunder in Floresville. And they just called me a few days ago, and they needed more toys. So um, we're trying to gonna, we're trying to see if we can help them out as well. Okay. If somebody's listening and they want to donate toys, how can they do that? It'd be best they can either call us, the phone number 830-885-KIDS or 5437, uh, or they can deliver them to our office, which our address is 461 Rodeo Drive out out in Spring Branch. Um, Or if they don't have the means to get it here or the time, just call us and we'll make arrangements to come pick them up. Or or shoot me an email at that info, uh, uh, you know, email that you gave them at the beginning, Todd. Yeah, sounds good. And then in addition to that, so another one of our partners is the food bank. So they're, they're helping us assist families that need food, and, and uh, they have a great, great amount of, of buying power and, and generosity uh, yes. partnering with us to, to assist families as well. Mm-hmm. So that email address is info at chkidstx.com. That's uh, info at chkidstx.com. Okay, so you're you're helping out for Christmas, and then you'll be working on the next golf tournament. That's correct. Tell mm-hmm. us about people that are helping uh, on a regular basis. Uh, we know that you have George as the, the marketing director. Um, how about volunteers? Do you have some regulars? Well, again, since we're relatively new this year, um, we don't have a whole lot, but I can say the two events that we have had, mm-hmm. um, I'm pleasantly surprised to say that we've had no issues getting volunteers. I mean, mm-hmm. people have been so willing to help, mm-hmm. uh, again, whether it's monetary assistance or volunteering. Um, people that work for me directly, not for CHK, but for Stoddard, um, they're always there to, to help assist. And not just because they work for me, but but they honestly have the desire and and the passion to do what we're doing, which I'm glad because it's it's something that I that I try to not really persuade, but I really like that my employees, or I prefer that my employees share the passions and mm-hmm. and the same things that I do. And luckily enough, most of them do. And it's not something they're doing just because their boss is asking, but they truly have the same beliefs and the morals and the passions that I do. So. With that being said, um, we have enough employees alone to facilitate any event that we want if we don't have enough from the outside. So let's talk a little bit about what it's like to become a tax-exempt charity. Because <laughs> I, I looked you up. You're, you're legit. You're on the IRS website as a tax-exempt charity. Um, so I'll, I'll let everybody out in Radio Land know that you you can get a tax exemption based on public charity or private foundation. In your case, it's public charity, right? That's right. And so part of the process is having other directors 
sort of like a, a corporation, except it's a nonprofit corporation, right? That's correct. We have a board of directors. That's right. And are you comfortable mentioning them? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Hank Hensley is one of our directors, uh, Eric Phipps, Brian Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you want to say your sister? Um, She's still there. Well, we originally started with a board of directors, um, and some of them had just got a little more time-consuming than I think what was expected. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I didn't think this organization would grow and do as much as it's doing this quickly. And I don't think anybody else did either, quite frankly. And I think because of that, some of the the others had to bow out just because of time restraints. Right. So – with that being said, at this point, it's again, it's it's myself, George Taylor, Hank Hensley, Eric Phipps, and Brian Marshall. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the reasons I selected the board members that I did is to give us different perspectives and different resources. So, for example, my attorney, Brian Marshall, he's on our board. So even though our name is Contractors Helping Kids, not everybody involved is contractors. In fact, it's really just me, to be honest okay. with you. Um, <clears throat> Hank Hensley's in the medical field which we thought would be a great resource for what we're doing on the medical right, side. Right. Um, Eric is in HVAC distribution, and he has a lot of connections, friends, and uh, customers that they deal with. So all in all, we were just trying to, or I was just trying to get a base to where we weren't dealing with just contractors, but we had different industries mm-hmm. to pull from, whether it's resources, volunteers, or just information. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> My sister that was involved previously, and, and she's, although she's not a, a director now, but she's still very heavily involved, and she does a lot for us. Uh, she works in the cosmetic industry, and one of her uh, surgeons that she works with, he's willing to donate his services for children with, like with cleft lips, which is okay. something else that we're dealing with, and, uh, and burn victims. So, again, all in all, I was wanting to get a a diverse group of board members that we could pull from different resources, different industries, and give us a little bit broader range of, of things to pull from. All right. Well, you got to have a board. You might That's as well right. have a good one. <laughs> That's diverse right. one. Um, what I thought was remarkable about George just a few minutes ago is when he told you you were wrong. <laughs> There's not many people that'll do that. Yeah. So it it helps to have somebody you can trust that'll that'll give a, an honest opinion about something like that. So one of the questions with um, setting up a a nonprofit and applying for the tax exemption is uh, who who's involved the mm-hmm. the directors and and who's paid and then how do you get your your money your donations. Right. So you had to prove that you were already getting donations, right? That's correct. Yeah, the IRS application, I think as I had mentioned to you earlier, it's a grueling process. It's a mm-hmm. long application. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> this and is- it's confusing that it is. you actually have to start operating That's right. before yes. you get your tax exemption. That's and, right. And so you're telling your donors um, your donation will be – probably exempt (laughs) exactly exactly yeah and we had we had several conversations about that in our board meetings about uh, our tax exempt status and of course it finally came along but um it does help because in that application you know they ask for your board members uh if you have bylaws your certificate of formation if you have an ein number if you have a website all these different questions and luckily I had all that in place, and I think that made things easier because the more gaps or the more holes the IRS finds in your application, uh, they will respond back rejecting your application Mm -hmm. until you provide additional information. But uh, luckily, I had everything pretty much in line and already in place when I turned in my application. And when they responded, they just had one question that they asked for. uh, They needed verification. Um, I think it was of the board members. And that was it. And I responded, and we ended up getting our tax-exempt status within about 10 days. Oh, wow. But overall, it was about – it was probably about an eight- to nine-month process. Yeah. So the on the IRS website, there's a, a list of top ten things that, that are frequently mistakes or frequently um, things that you should do before you submit your application – and you said most of them just now. The the one that I remember 
um, for, for other organizations that I have helped is the, the pro forma financial accounting. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of project into the future one year, two years, That's three correct. years. Your budgets, your anticipated expenses, and, um, you know, they ask how much money you plan on making, and it's like, well, what I plan on making <laughs> and what we do make, right. two different things. <clears throat> it's going to be uh, different. That's right. But they ask about the different type of events that we're going to hold, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, how we're going to be getting our money. Is it sponsorships? Is it donations? Are we having fundraisers? Grants. Huh? Yeah, grants. <laughs> Uh, then, of course, they ask if you're going to be giving back any type of cash, uh, scholarships. They they get pretty in-depth. Yeah, on, they uh, want to make sure that you're really going to be helping the public. Absolutely. Yeah, because unfortunately, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that apply for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And they make it difficult so that uh, if you're not in it for the right reason, it's it's easy to get discouraged. Yeah. Because uh, there's so much legwork to be done. We're talking to Keith Stoddard and George Taylor with contractors helping kids and now i'd like to tell you about some ways that the uh, the irs is going to uh, allow you to make your charitable gifts and and planning at the end of the year um, so that everything will count towards 2021 one way is to make a, a qualified charitable distribution from your ira if you're of the age where you have to take a minimum required distribution, and you don't really need the money, um, but you have to because uh, the IRS will penalize you if you don't, you can make a distribution directly from your IRA to a charity and so that it doesn't hit your bank account and so that you don't even have to really ask for a deduction for that. It's just not countable income. So the way that works is you tell your uh, IRA or 401k administrator, custodian, that you want to make that distribution directly to contractors helping kids. So if you want to do something like that, uh, go to their website, uh, www.chkidstx.com, and you can find a way to uh, connect your custodian with their giving department. Another thing that is interesting this tax year is that even though we have high standard deductions where most people won't itemize their charitable uh, giving, the, the IRS is allowing us to itemize $300 per person or $600 for a married couple, even if you claim the standard deduction. Huh. So there's uh, an advantage to giving 300 or 600 to a charity, even if your standard deduction usually would normally mean that you're not going to itemize. You can still itemize that one thing, that charitable gift of up to $300 for an individual or $600 for a married couple. So if you want to give to whoever you want, but since Contractors Helping Kids is here today, say so you might want to give to them. Okay, now, uh, since Marquardt Law Firm focuses on business and estate law, including last wills and living trusts and tax-protected inheritance plans, I like to ask our guests about their legacy. And Keith, I, I'm fascinated by your legacy already because a family business is a legacy Mm -hmm. and to have it passed down from generation to generation is difficult because even though we have uh, family members who are of the same or similar DNA, sometimes we don't all turn out exactly the same. That's right. (laughs) Um, But in addition to your family business, you have this charity and your passion for kids what else do you think that you've learned from prior generations that you would want to pass down as your legacy? I think doing what we're doing now, and that's that's giving back and getting more involved in the community. My father passed away in May of this year, and God rest his soul, he was a wonderful man. But he was never that much into uh, philanthropy. I mean, he was never involved in communities or giving back mm-hmm. or donations. Not that he didn't care. But just something he gets—he was never around or 
something that never interested him. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I, I think having my children get more involved, which that's what we're doing uh, at the young ages of nine or nine and 10, I want them to learn at an early age that first of all, the lifestyle that they have is not normal. Mm-hmm. There are families out there that have to worry about food and clothes and school supplies and all the things that they don't have to worry about. I want them to see things differently and and just know that that's out there and start giving back and be cognizant of that at a young age, hoping to get that instilled in them now so right. that growing up all the way through adulthood, they have that mindset of giving back, helping the community and helping those that need help because – you know, there's a lot of families, children specifically, that were just just dealt a bad hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and none of us had the opportunity or the option to decide what family or what circumstances they were born into. And because of that, we were all lucky enough to be where we are. And I think, again, it's, uh, it's incumbent of us to give back. Um, so I want that to be something that my children, I want to pass that on, the legacy of just giving back and helping those that need, that awesome. need help. And what's a, a family heirloom that, that will be fun for you to pass down? So my grandfather had a 1924 Model T um, that I inherited once my grandmother passed away. And um, I had it restored, and it's now sitting in the foyer of our new office. Oh, yeah. wow, that's awesome. Really cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it'll stay there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that people are excited to see it every time they come and visit your office. It, it's certainly a conversation piece. Right. It's certainly a conversation piece. You know, it's going back to, to one of the things that I want to leave to my children and community, um, giving and sharing, you know, I don't know if you ever, if you're a Ted Lasso fan, but I loved one of the quotes that he said, and he said, uh, as far as being judgmental, he said, don't be judgmental, be curious. And I thought that was a great uh-huh. saying because so many people are too quick to judge mm-hmm. other people from the outside. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Rather than walking a mile in that person's right. shoes and see what they've been through, you know, don't be judgmental, just inquire. Right, ask about it. Let, Absolutely. Let somebody tell you their story. That's right. How about you, George? What's a, a, a lesson or legacy that you learned that you'd like to pass down? Well, you know, uh, as Keith knows, I'm super passionate about being just being an American. Uh, I Mine is simpler, I guess, but I think it's just as rich. You know, um, I, I, I really try to teach my girls to take pride in this, this country, you know, because right now it seems like everybody's chipping away at this country. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just realized that that was a legacy my dad gave me. And, you know, he right. brought me to America, made me an American citizen. So that's huge for me. The fact that I served the military, I never really saw myself anything as a, you know, a hero or anything. Like that, but I think it's great to serve the nation mm-hmm. in any capacity, right. you know. And so I admire things like what Keith is doing because he's giving back to the community. So, you know, heroes come in all sorts of different forms. You know, even you. You know, giving us the opportunity to do this in your establishment. Thank you. You're yes. welcome. So, um, but yes, my my kids. You know, I, I'm. Uh, thank God. Thank you for letting me serve. Uh, that's allowing me uh, to uh, f- retire from the military. It's, uh, it's, it's going to give my both my girls an education. I I couldn't afford to. Mm-hmm. You know, couldn't get from that's my dad. That's a benefit for veterans right. and their families. Exactly. And my dad was one of those blue-collar workers. He worked really hard, made sure that, you know, um, that we were self-sufficient. So I try to show my girls that, that, you know. Work ethic. Yes. That's one work thing ethics, you learned. Yes. It's not the government's job to take care of you, but work ethics. But um, And did he ever tell you stories about wh- why you, he moved the family to the U.S.? Uh, yes, he, he knew because my dad was an American citizen. He knew the difference about living right. in, in a small country like Honduras, you know, and uh, uh, I got to see that firsthand to live on the outskirts of a jungle. And I, people, I, people have to realize how old I am. I'm, you know, I'm in my 60s. Mm-hmm. And so I was there in the 
uh, early, I was born in the fifties. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I got to see that, you know, what was the difference? So to me, you know, it's just amazing, you know, what you, we have here in America that we take so much for granted. And then being in the military brought me back to exposing me to places like the Middle East and South America. And you could see it all over again, the differences between the U.S. and those other countries. Yes. So as, even as an old man, I'm still gaining appreciation for this country and I love it. That's and, uh, awesome. You know, so. And that patriotism will will go to your kids, too, I hope. They are. They're very, they really care about what's going on in the nation. Um, uh, they don't have a prejudice bone in their body. They, 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 they believe that all, you know, all, all people, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, um, deserve, a, you know, a chance in life. So, right. So what we do here, it's, it's nice when we see these kids and, when you're part of that, it's kind of a selfish if you really think about it, you know? Yeah, I feel the right. same way sometimes. I mean, it just because, feels so good. That's right. And, that's right, it does. And and we've been exposed together to places we went where we were a little bit iffy about whether we should step in there. Yeah. And so when he says that about, you know, don't judge, you know, experience. It's so true. It's, it takes you courage, can't judge though, a book by right? its cover. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You just can't. And so we've met some incredibly interesting people uh, that have been in prison and now are uh, preaching the gospel. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's fantastic, but I'll shut my mouth. And okay. Let you... <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me today. If I could add one thing sure. real quick, Todd. So uh, one of the things I think is great about our organization is a hundred percent of the, the donations and, and uh, sponsorships that come to us, 100% goes to families, not 60% or 50% like some of these organizations. And here's why and how. So, Stoddard General Contractors, my office, is where George's office is out of. So all of the overhead, printers, suppliers, computers, all of that stuff that would normally cost a company Mm -hmm. money, we take care of. Okay. Um, All of our merchandise that we sell, Stoddard sponsors. Um, So everything is covered through my construction company. So because of that, I can honestly tell the listeners and anybody else out there that when you donate $100 to us, $100 $100 is going to go back to a family, to a child, or to the community. That's 100%. Amazing. Thank you for saying that. That's important. We've got to end the show, but I give you many thanks. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. Come visit. <laughs> <laughs> Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>